Beloved in Jesus Christ our Lord, what an exciting day this is. If you remember the very first day, the first pre-sanctified liturgy of the great fast, I talked about uh, the, Saint, the John Wayne Trail up in um, Snoqualmie Pass and that mile-long tunnel that was as straight as an arrow. And I talked about us entering into that, but at the, as we entered into it, we saw a dot of light at the far end. And over the course of the 40 days, we were making our way through that tunnel, if you will. And now we've come to that point of light, but we discover something when we get there. There was tremblings in Hades long, long ago. Trembling that took place at the hands of Elijah and Elisha. Elijah and Elisha both raised somebody who had just died. There was a trembling at Hades when that happened. And then it was quiet. Much like our little seismic activities we have here. And for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, it was quiet. Eternity for death was secure. But then out of the blue, two more tremors developed. But a little different way in which they shook Hades. Death was shaken and a little more attention was given to it. This time, the Word of God raised two people from the dead, the daughter of Jairus and the son of the widow of Ning. Then we get to this day, and we see something quite different here. Through the course of the whole week, of mountains, Monday and Tuesday, we were hearing all about Lazarus being sick. Then on Wednesday, we heard in our prayers, Lazarus had died. And by Friday, Jesus was on his way to meet Martha and Mary and go to the place where Lazarus had lain. And when he gets there, the disciples are all worried as they're going along that Jesus is going back near Jerusalem where everyone's always tr already trying to kill him. And Thomas being Thomas says, let us go and die with him. But their faith is not strong enough yet. Their conviction is nowhere close to what it needs to be. Even Martha and Mary, who loved him dearly and he loved them, still needed help, still needed bolstering in their understanding of who he was. So he waits to that point where you think, Elijah didn't raise anyone past a day, Elisha didn't raise anyone past a day, even Jesus himself didn't raise anyone past a day of death in two occasions. Surely all hope is lost for Lazarus. So Martha meets him. Master, 
the one you love is dead. Had you been here, you could have done something. And Jesus says, He will rise. And Martha says, I know He will rise in the resurrection on the last day. But Jesus is trying to bring her to a new reality that she's not heard or experienced before. I am the resurrection and the life, he says. He who believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? These words weren't just pointed at Martha, but every one of us here. Do you believe this? And she responds to the best of her ability. I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. She goes and she gets Mary. Mary comes and Jesus, we get to see that beautiful scene of Jesus weeping, those short words, he wept. And we get a glimpse into what God does, as I said on the Feast of the Annunciation. He wept. He loved completely. He knows what it's like to have lost one he loves deeply. He wept. Even death affected him. He wept at the loss of the one he loved. Where have you lain them, he said. So they took him to the game. And then he reaches that point of no return. I can't help but think of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom of the Opera and that song the Phantom sings, we've reached the point of no return. Jesus knows at this point what he's about to do is going to set into motion something that cannot be undone, but it is for this reason he came. He calls out, when the stone had been moved, Lazarus, come forth. And everybody is in an uproar. And Hades, death itself, is shaken to its core, a violent shake on the Richter scale. A jarring it had never experienced before. Lazarus came out four days dead. But the eternal aspect of death, the gates of Hades, has held fast. We are in the light of this prelude of the resurrection. And we see that the light that we saw at the end of the tunnel was not the true light. It was a reflection of the light that's at the other end of Holy Week. The light of our Lord's resurrection. And we will see that at that resurrection, that Hades will not just tremble, but be destroyed. The gates won't hold fast any longer. They will break open. The eternal aspect of death will be gone and it will be subject just to time until such a time as the Son of Man comes again. 
we have cause for joy. For just as the Annunciation was another prelude, this is another prelude as well. Something that we get to look forward to its fulfillment in a few days' time. Our joy is knowing that our death in this life, in this nature, this corrupted nature that we have, is only bound by time now. Not by eternity as it was before. Christ has come to destroy that. So we have been given this gospel, this encounter that Jesus had to bolster our faith. Because we too are going to scatter from time to time when things get difficult. We too are going to run and hide in our own sinfulness, in our own propensities. And so we are called to be strengthened in the faith. Look at what I have just done. Do you believe this? And that's the question we leave ourselves with this morning. Holy Week begins with these words today, Lazarus, come out. And it's going to end next week with, He is risen, He is not here. See where they have lain Him. But what's required on our part is do we believe this? Glory to Jesus Christ.